Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean. And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Monday, everybody, and welcome in to the Gramlick and McLean podcast, episode 268. Can't believe that, honestly, February is almost over. This is our last week of February, and we're really starting to dive into NFL draft step, Mac. It's that time of year. We got to talk draft. And today, look, <laughs> look at us, okay? Let's give ourselves credit here because we are always offensive people, we are so offensive minded. It's just how we're built. Yeah. But we are starting with the defensive prospects today because the ACC's defensive prospects, honestly, are just kind of at a different level than the offensive prospects this year for whatever reason. So I'm just going to give us credit there, Matt. I'm excited to talk about them, KG. We've got the combine coming up. These, these guys are going to perform so well. And, and that's the purpose of these next two episodes. We're going to talk about the defensive guys today, kind of how they can improve, where are they, things that we've read, seen, heard, um, and, and then just how, how can you improve that? You know, what does the NFL combine provide for these guys? And it's going to be different for a lot of them. You know, some guys, there's injury questions. They just need to sit down with the medicals and sit down with the staffs and, you know, walk through what, what happened, you know, what's going on here. Some guys, you know, you look at that tape and, man, he's a tweener. I, I think he can be fast, but, but what does he run? And so that kind of matches the film, things of that nature, different ball skills. And then, of course, the interviews. I think there's a, there's a, large majority of these young men that once they just sit down with a GM, with a head coach, with other coaches, they're just going to fall in love with them and be like, man, this is a guy that we want. This is a guy that we want to draft. And that just goes to show you how important these, you know, next couple of days are. It's like a job fair. Like you're going around, you're doing your rounds, you're meeting people, you're, you're talking, doing all these things. And, uh, you know, it's going to be fun to watch over the next couple of days, how these guys perform. A job That's fair. Right. I like that, Mac. It really is. I mean, you're <laughs> testing all these different things to see where you rank and you're trying to impress and you're trying to put on your best suit or for them, put on your best underwear. Cause it's the underwear Olympics, but <laughs> let, let's look at some of these day one guys, at least projected right now. There's a lot of time left before the NFL draft about two months, but we've got <laughs> five guys that we've really seen in the first round at different spots. Interestingly enough, three of them are Clemson guys. And they all play on the defensive line except for Trent Simpson. But, of course, Trent Simpson can, can do everything. So let's start with yeah. Miles Murphy. We've seen him, the DN from Clemson, 6'5", 275 pounds. We've seen him 6th, 8th, 5th, 6th overall. It seems like the consensus at this point, Mac, at this point, is a top 10 pick. Yeah. He is an athletic freak. He's got super long arms, good power in his hands. It's the kind of size you want with a guy coming off the edge. I've seen a lot of people praising his NFL caliber spin move. The, the thing mm -hmm. with Miles Murphy, and I'm, I'm curious how you feel about this, Mac, perhaps a little bit of a lack of production, maybe just a lack of numbers that blow you away. It felt like at times maybe he got lost on the field and you didn't notice him as much at Clemson, but he does come from D-line you in many respects. So what are your overall thoughts on Miles Murphy? Yeah, I think he's a guy. I think he's going to be our the, the ACC first guy taken. You know, I think that he is going to just continue to wow people. You know, when they see him in person, we spoke to Jim Nagy about that. You know, last week, and and what's the difference when you see a guy on film, you're watching him, but then you're there, and and you see his presence, you see the things that he can do, and 
He said it's vital. You know, that's that next step and is once you really feel good about somebody. So we're talking about someone that's potentially going to be in the top eight, you know, selected. It's going to be under a microscope and everybody's going to look and see, okay, how does he do? What, what, how does he, you know, show effort in these type of things? And I think that is an interesting thing. You know, when you look back at this past year for Clemson, um, we could probably say this for the entire defense, not just an individual, but we thought the, the performance, the numbers, the stats would be, you know, much higher, especially from a guy like Miles Murphy and they just weren't, you know, for whatever reason. Um, and so with that, there might be some questions as to why, uh, you know, from these GMs, like what, what happened, you know, what, what, what were these things doing? But I think you just look at, number one, the potential to take a step, uh, and then number two, what he was able to do. And, and, you know, even last year, two years ago, man, he just makes freaky plays, and he's such a big guy. I mean, he, he can really, you know, do everything. He's the picture-perfect defensive end. Um, and, and I think, you know, just the explosiveness, the reactions. You know, I heard Cade Clubnett talking about his uh, his welcome-to-college moment. You know, he was doing a zone read. Miles Murphy slams down, crashes, clear pull. By the time Cade pulls it, he had already reacted. He was right there hitting him in the face. And so, you know, when you see a guy that can do that, um, I think back to when they were playing Georgia Tech a couple of years ago, he's covering Jameer Gibbs, who's going to be a first-round draft pick, you know, at Georgia Tech, then transferred to Alabama. And he was covering him step for step on a wheel route. Like he's a dynamic player. And so if he tests, you know, we kind of see those top 10 guys, you know, they don't really do everything. Maybe he'll do some stuff. I think it'll be impressive, a guy of his caliber. Uh, But ultimately he's a guy – Get in front of these coaches, talk to them, meet with them, clear medicals just fine, and it's a, essentially a lock. You know that he'll be a top ten, you know, pick there defensive end. Yeah, I agree, and he's a three down guy too. You can play him at all times. He's so versatile, and I mean this in the best way. He's an athletic freak. He's just a freak. Number eighteen <laughs> prospect by Daniel Jeremiah of NFL.com. So I think Miles Murphy, top ten pick, most likely there. Interestingly enough, we have another guy who was higher than Miles Murphy, the only other ACC guy on that list, on Daniel Jeremiah's list. We'll get to him in a second. But first, let's talk about Brian Brzee, defensive tackle from Clemson. 6'5", 305 pounds, actually only number 43 on Daniel Jeremiah's Mm -hmm. list. We've seen him at 24th, 17th, 10th, also 54th. We've seen him drop in the second (laughs) round. I think the combine could be really important for him. And and the thing with Brzee – he tore that ACL his sophomore year. He had an incredible freshman mm-hmm. year. Tore his ACL in the NC State game. Feels like it hasn't necessarily been the same since. And then last year, I mean, tragedy. His sister passes away. He had like an infection he had to go to the hospital for. So there's been a lot of off-the-field stuff for Brazil. But when you look at just his his size and how athletic he is in the middle there as a de- defensive tackle, he might have to put on a few more pounds, perhaps. But people are going to look at him and just salivate Mac. I mean, when you see Brian Brzee and you see his stature. Yeah, he's a guy that really reminds me a lot of Christian Wilkins with his versatility. I mean, he can line up at any position along the defensive line, put him at nose guard. If you want to pass rush, you know, kind of specialists in there, put him at three technique. He's going to hold his own. Then we see, we've seen him play defensive end, uh, you know, most recently in that orange bowl against Tennessee because miles Murphy did not play. Uh, and, and so he has that ability. He has all the skill sets. We saw him get better and better and better when he was available. Uh, so I think that's going to be the biggest thing for him. Just, you know, when, when you look at the snaps he played, when you look at the availability, it's a little bit lower than, than some of these other prospects that are going to go in the first round just because of 
injury and tragedy, like you said there. So the longevity piece, the durability piece will be in question. It's natural. Anytime you're making a multi-million dollar investment, that's going to come up. Uh, so the medicals are very important, you know, for him. And then seeing the, the videos that I have that, you know, he and his camp are putting out from training. He looks so explosive. He's so big uh, and, and strong and, and quick. I think people are going to fall in love with him. I, I hope that he's a guy because I think he, he will test so well. And I think there is that little bit of a tweener of how much higher could you climb. I think the combine could be really good for him if he does everything um, just to show people his, his abilities there. So I'll be very interested to see really with all these top guys, how much do they do? Because we're in such a world now where, where people are sitting out of things. Um, you know, how much does he do? I think he should do everything. He's obviously going to interview really, really well. And, uh, you know, just see how high can he climb? Can he reach that top 10, which we've seen him as projected as high as six throughout the season. Now things have kind of pulled back a little bit. I mean, in the past, Matt, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like after his freshman year, some people had him as the number one overall pick projected (laughs) two years down the road. So uh, people have had their eye on Brian Brzee for a very long time. And, you know, some of that is with the ACL, he had a little less wear and tear on him in college. He only played three years, but really mm-hmm. only played two, if you think about it. So that, that could be a positive for Brian Brzee. And I think you're going to look at him. You're going to see the Clemson pedigree. When you look at what defensive tackles from Clemson are doing in the league right now with Christian Wilkins, Dexter Lawrence, mm-hmm. DJ Reader, all these dudes, the, the pedigree is going to help Brzee. And I think it helps Murphy. And you bring up that point, Mac. Miles Murphy did opt out of the Orange Bowl. Brian Brzee didn't. Yeah. um, Jim Nagy told us it doesn't really matter anymore, but that may be something they look at too. (laughs) You know, to me, it just, it matters a little bit. I think kind of what Jim said is right. I think it's more of a positive thing for than for a negative for the guy that did opt out. I think it just shows that, you know, this guy's going to do anything for his team. And and when we get down to, you know, a moment of, of, you know, playing this game that is very violent and, and, you know, a warrior mentality. Who's a guy that maybe has that a little bit more? It's probably the guys that play no matter what. So I, I do think that that will be a positive for Brian. I don't know how much of a negative it, it would actually be for Miles. Word. So, such a, uh, a measured take there from New York back lane. I love it. Okay. The guy that That's was right. ranked right. higher <laughs> than – uh, Miles Murphy on Daniel Jeremiah's top 50 prospect list. The guy that is taking the draft process by storm. You heard it from Jim Nagy back on our senior bowl episode. If you missed that, go check it out last week is Keon white, the defensive end from Georgia tech six, five, 280 pounds, number eight prospect on Daniel Jeremiah's prospect list. And we've seen him. It's interesting. I think the hype train is starting to take off from the station. Mac. we've seen him at 26, 23rd, 29th. Also not in the first round. It, you could argue, this was this guy was a two-star coming out of high school, went to Old Dominion, transferred to Georgia Tech, super productive, great size, great speed. You could argue that the combine could benefit Keon White the most. Yeah. No, I, I don't think there's um I don't think there's any question for that because it's it's almost one of those things where you, you see it all on tape. And I, Jim, the, the best thing that he said was we were watching ODU for someone else. And this kid kept popping up. Mm-hmm. And so when you see that and you, the raw ability is there, then you just start freaking out about the numbers and the explosiveness. And, and you know, seeing a, a guy who, again, very similar to Miles and Brian, that is so big, you know, do the freaky things that, that he can. I mean, Keon, he has he's more of that true defensive end. Brian's more of the true defensive lineman. But 
I think both of them super versatile pieces that you can line them up anywhere and, and just getting to a good system, the things that he's going to be able to do. And I think that will be on display, you know, in the combine and the drills that they do, jumping the, the, the 40, uh, the change of direction, just seeing all of that for a guy that's 280 pounds. I'm sure he'll slim up a little bit for the combine. Um, just because he's straight training right now. Dude's probably shredded up. Uh, you know, when, when you see that as a GM, as a defensive guy, you're just like, man. I'm thinking of all the chess pieces. I'm thinking of how I can use this guy. And I think that'll be on full display. I mean, we we saw it through the season, but it was kind of one of those things where there were so many other guys. I feel like just in the season, he kind of you know wasn't in the spotlight. Then towards the end, we're all looking at it like, my gosh, look at these numbers. Look what this you know young man's being able to do. I remember the Clemson game, first game of the year. I'm like, who the heck is number six? This dude is making plays. He's all over the place. Then he ends up being an all-conference type performer. So I'm right there with you, KG. I think that these numbers, these projections, you know, kind of 29 to 23 is what we've seen right now. I think he jumps into the top 15. I think people fall in love with this guy. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens with Keon White. And you'll see teams, I think, fall in love with that versatile D-line piece where they can do different things with him because of, how much more open-minded the NFL is now. Mm. So keep an eye on Keon White from Georgia Tech. Two more first-round guys, possible first-round guys that we want to hit on. This guy may be just my favorite collegiate player of the group, and that's Kalijah Cansey, defensive tackle from Pittsburgh. We've seen a few projections that have him in the first round. Most people, I think, have him in the second round. And the big thing with Kalijah Kansi is he was so productive in college. I mean, 19 sacks over the past three years from the defensive tackle position is crazy. The thing with Kalijah, though, Freaky. injuries, right? We're dealing with some injuries right now, but I think he can overcome that and should be okay. Mm-hmm. Only six foot tall. I think that is probably the knock on Kalijah Kansi. Six foot 280. Oh. When you look at Brian Brzee, who mm-hmm. plays a similar position, who's 6'5", 305. I mean, that's the thing. But as I was reading up, Mac, Aaron Donald's only six feet tall, and Aaron Donald came from Pittsburgh. So I, I would keep an eye on Kalijah Kansi. I think he has a lot to gain this week. I'm right there with you. I mean, Kalijah is is one of my all time favorites to to cover to see him uh, the the growth. You know that there were guys in front of him. He kind of had to wait his turn, but was kind of that that guy. And I remember, uh, you know, a couple of the Pitt guys when we first started, they said, "Hey." This is the next guy right here. Number eight, he's a freak. You know, he's going to do things necessary. Uh, Jalen Twyman was the guy. If you remember that name, defensive lineman for Pitt a couple of years ago, he said, watch out for this dude. And really put me on the map to, to start watching him. I see it. I'm like, ooh, there's some twitch there. There's some explosiveness, you know, from that that position there that can be really, really good. I think medicals is the name of the game. Production's there. Strength's there. We've seen all that. He just has to clear all of that. And quite honestly, KG, I think that he's going to be the steal of this draft. I don't think there's any doubt that he is a top 15, maybe top 10 talent. But because of the recent injury, because of the size question marks that you just said right there, I mean, common sense. Were you going to take a 6'6", 300-pound guy or are you going to take a six foot 280? Like, let's just – it's just, you know, human nature to take the the bigger human there. Uh, but he he's going to be a guy that works his tail off, that just grinds like crazy – and he's a smart football player. Like he understands pass blocking. He understands protections and how to attack it. We've seen that time and time again with him. He, he's a guy that, you know, he has very reactive moves. It's not just a one trick pony where he's going to do a rip. And then if the guy has an answer, oh, I'm blocked, he's going to spin. He's going to club. He's going to do something else in response to what you show him. So 
I think unless again he goes top fifteen, I think he's going to be a steal for the ACC and whoever gets him, man, they're going to fall in love with with him. So the biggest thing for me in this combine medicals get everything cleared and let's go to Mac, work. I think that's the line of the episode. It's human nature to take the bigger human. That is so true. That is the NFL draft summed up in many respects. Uh, speaking of a big human, the, the final guy kind of in our first round group here is Trenton Simpson, outside linebacker from Clemson, 6'3", 240, 6% body fat is what I was reading. Number 30 on Daniel Jeremiah's top 50 prospects. I can relate, you know, 6% body fat. And we've seen him in the first round in certain places, seen him in the second round. I cannot. Yeah, no, I can't currently um, in my in my pregnant state, definitely not. But this is a guy who it was interesting, Mac, with Trenton Simpson, because in 2021, you could argue 2021 was his best year. Last year regressed a little bit, just numbers wise, had six sacks in 2021. Really good tackler, really good blitzer, great in man coverage. Clemson coaches say he runs a 4-3-40. I, I think the 40 at the combine is going to be interesting for Trenton Simpson. Trenton Simpson's also on that freak list. I, I think he also has a lot to gain from the combine. Yeah, I think that he and Keon White are kind of the two guys that can make some real moves here. Because with Trenton, it's all about those numbers. It's all about how he's going to test. If he runs a 4-3, he's going to be a top 15 guy. I mean, he he's a weapon. And, and I think when you look at, okay, the things you mentioned there, the, the numbers, the production, Clemson, I don't know whose choice it was. If it was new defensive scheme, if it was his choice to move inside – it's just not what he does. He's not a middle linebacker. Get him on the edge. Let him blitz. Let him cover some some guys out in space, maybe. But he he's go get it. Go get the quarterback. Go get the tackles for loss. Make chaos happen. That's the type of player that he is. And, man, is that needed in the NFL? Is that not such a specialty that, man, it makes you a lot of money? I think the one piece that not super combine related, but – to take him to the next level where you're talking about a Pro Bowl-type caliber, not just a starter, not just a, a role player, whatever, to, to make a all-pro, Pro Bowl-type team, is when he gets to the quarterback, get that football out. Like, get us the ball back. And I think that's the next step in his kind of evolution here. And it's going to start at the combine, how fast he runs, the things that he can do. Just an absolute weapon. A weapon. We've compared him to... You know, Isaiah Simmons back in the day for Clemson, but said he's more of the true linebacker defensive end. Isaiah was more of that DB, get in space, let him do crazy things. It's really similar with the the kind of chess piece that he can be for a defense. Those are our first-round guys, and honestly the guys that we're probably keeping um, the closest eye on at the Combine on the defense. Miles Murphy, Brian Brzee, Keon White, Kalijah Kansi, Trent Simpson. So I would say you listeners as well, keep an eye on them. When we look at some of these day two guys, second and third round, uh, Draft Network has a really high grade for Keetrell Clark, defensive back out of Louisville. We had him on the show over the uh, season. He's a big cat guy, as we learned, which, you know, might hurt him in this process. I'm not sure. He's 5'10", 179. It might hurt him, Matt. But I think the biggest question with Keetrell Clark is his size. When you compare him, I know he's a DB and not a safety, but you compare him to a Garrett Williams, who's six foot one eighty nine, a Jamie Robinson, who's 5'11", 194. Keetrell Clark is just a smaller guy. And so can he be as physical as he needs to be in the NFL? It's kind of hard mm-hmm. to prove that at the combine, but I think that's the biggest question with Keetrell Clark. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up, KG, because I think that he is the best corner in this class at reading and being aggressive, those quick screens, those quick outs, those quick hitting plays. 
He trusts his studying. I mean, if, if you look at his tape and you see the, the things that he highlights the most, he's reading it. I mean, against Clemson, uh, against Wake Forest, against you know all these teams that have really good offensive personnel historically, he's blowing it up. And I mean, a one-man wrecking crew for a guy of that size is so instinctual because you know a, a lot of the time, if you're a receiver out there on an island, you think you have the advantage because you know the play. If Keytrail sees a guy moving in motion or sees, you know, because a DB's eyes go straight to the quarterback, receiver, quarterback, if they see someone swinging out or see that quarterback start to rip it, he's going to trigger so fast. And, and so that's what he's done time and time again. But I think the pieces that maybe show and complement that are the 40-yard dash, are the broad jump, the vertical jump, just to see, you know, again, those explosive things. I know I've said that a hundred times in here. But he, he's a type of guy that I think the interview process, I think watching some film with him, seeing how his mind works, that's what's going to take him to the next step. And, you know, he, he's got that second round grade. Can he sneak into the back end of the, of the first uh, round there? Uh, will be fascinating to see. He, he's a guy that I just think people are going to, again, fall in love with because of his attitude, because of his kind of cerebral part of the game that matches up the physicality that he has. I really liked Keetra Clark when we interviewed him, and I, I think you're right on that. When we talk about the cerebral side, uh, K.J. Henry comes to mind, 6'4", 247-pound defensive end from Clemson, yeah. probably a day-two guy. That's what Jim Nagy was telling us as well. The leadership piece, the intangible piece, he's going to blow you away in an interview. And he's got good size. I think some mm-hmm. of it, the, the question mark might be explosiveness and kind of some of the, the freak factor that you see with Miles Murphy, for example. But uh, K.J. Henry, he, he could be a, a guy in the yep. league for a long time and I think could could do some good things at the Combine. Yeah, and I think, you know, to compliment what Jim said again, we keep referencing him. We just spoke to him, and he, he's a guy that he, I mean, he did this for a long time. He knows what he's looking for. He knows what works. He knows. Uh, Jim knows, as they say. Um, and, and so when you look at a guy like K.J., I think his story is something that just is so intriguing Coming in as a five-star, having all this outside expectation, not delivering right away, redshirting, choosing to redshirt, saying that I need more time. I gotta, I'm gotta, i not ready you know, for this. Um, and then as he leaves, as he gets to his final form, is just this full-grown man uh, that, uh, that's that been a captain at Clemson you know, for, for a couple of years now that has been this leader that is this reliable guy that also has production. I mean, you see the pressure numbers. It's among the best in the country was right there, the second efforts, not giving up on plays. How can he take his game to another step? Uh, the interview process, obviously, going to be very important and vital You know, for KJ. I think when these GMs and coaches talk with him, they're going to be blown away. But also on the field, to show that he has that freak ability. He's a strong guy You know, to do the bench press, to, to, to show these explosive numbers. That's where he can maybe take a step. And, and can he creep into the second round? Is he right there solidified at three? But I think that's a huge accomplishment for, for, sure. for him. And another guy that our guy Jim was very high on is Jamie Robinson from Florida State. Safety, 5'11", 194 pounds, has good size, really physical. Jim kept describing him as a football player, and he really impressed at the Senior Bowl, and that's huge. We've seen the Senior yeah. Bowl really catapult guys into a higher round than maybe they were projected. And some people see him as a tweener, as, as we were discussing but a tweener has lost some of its negative connotation in the NFL. So Jamie Robinson, perhaps in addition to Cansey, mm-hmm. one of my favorite collegiate players on this list. And 
I really hope he ends up in a good spot. And I, I think he could make a team really happy. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that'll be the, the most important thing with a guy like Jamie Robinson. You know, where does he go? You know, who, who can use him? Because he is a tweener, you know, size-wise. He, he's, you know, probably a little bit too slow to be a corner and not quite as big as, as you'd like from a true safety. But guess what? You need that in the NFL now because these offenses are so wide open. You need a guy that can cover a tight end running back and a slot receiver and I think he's that perfectly. If he can be kind of that, you know, nickel safety, a safety that comes down in the box that's physical enough to, you know, tackle in space, he doesn't shy away from contact at all. Uh, but maybe not a guy that has to cover wide receiver one. Uh, you know, that that's the type of guy he is. I think he can really help himself, you know, with fast numbers, really running at, at a at a high speed there and, you know, showing off his explosiveness. Um, but as you said, at the end of the day, he's a football player. Uh, he's a guy you want on your team. He's an emotional leader. And I think he can make an instant impact. I know he has a third round grade. I would not be surprised at all if we see him in, in the second round. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what's interesting, too, Keon White, Keetrell Clark, and Jamie Robinson all transfers on this list. Uh, Keetrell Clark and Keon White both came right. from yeah. smaller <laughs> schools. Jamie Robinson from South Carolina. And, of course, we know Florida State has done a great job in the portal, as we as we know. Mm-hmm. Another pit guy on this list, Brandon Hill, safety, 5'11", 195. Um, comes from that pit stock, has ran a really good 40 time in the past. I'm intrigued to see what he does. This really was impressive to me, Mac. 707 snaps this season, 796 snaps last season. The durability is there with Brandon Hill. And I think, (laughs) you know, for for Pittsburgh, you know, we talk about Clemson and the the D-line perception. I think for Pittsburgh, the DB perception and really just the defensive perception in the league has grown to a point where – it, it really helps you mm-hmm. to come from pit if you're Brandon Hill. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, when you see the success of guys like DeMar Hamlin, you, you've seen these cornerbacks recently uh, and, and defensive backs really, you know, take over teams and, and be a vital role and a vital position, you know, for them. See where they come from. Pit. Okay, let's go. Like these guys are ready. They're going to be going at full speed. And, and I think he's a guy, man, he's physical, loves to hit, gets his hands on the football, rips it out, creates turnovers. Uh, he, he is a guy that, Man, I think is is going to be a little bit higher than people anticipate because I think GMs are just going to like what they see, you know, from his ability, his ability to read defenses. We all know Pittsburgh does a really good job at throwing creative stuff at you, but that puts stress on the defensive backs. Like you're on islands, you have to do your job, and if you're not, touchdowns are, are going to be scored. And so he's a guy that we know he's smart. We know the things that he can do. Now it's just go out there, test, do your thing, impress some guys when you're talking to them and let the process kind of take care of itself. Last one here on day two, and then we'll just kind of run through some day three guys. Garrett Williams, the corner from Syracuse, six foot 189, has really good size at the cornerback position. Only played seven games this year, so had some injury mm-hmm. issues. Um, but I think Garrett Williams is also a guy to keep an eye on. Yeah, he, he is. And I think the, the important thing here, just the injury, you know, tearing his ACL, you know, Obviously, folks going to inquire about that. You know, not sure how much he's going to be able to do if he's ready to go. Um, you know, and, and just a guy that is very proven. I mean, cr- throughout his career, he's been an absolute lockdown. I mean, the, the combination between him and Deuce Chestnut, you know, who moved on to LSU, but at Syracuse was fantastic. I mean, you could argue one of the best duos in, in the country when healthy and when together. Um, and, and just kind of stunk that he wasn't able to put that on full display this year. But he's a guy that once he gets back, He's locked down. He's big. He's physical. He's fast. Um, so the medical is obviously going to be very important. 
And then just with his limitations, sitting down with coaches, going through defenses, talking things through, seeing how his brain really works there, that will be his best bet here at the combine. All right, let's finish up with day three here. Just some guys that stand out. I'm going to name these names, Mac. Guys for um, our listeners to keep an eye on at the combine. Servassier Dennis, the linebacker from Pitt. Tyreek Stevenson, the defensive back from Miami. Charlie Thomas, linebacker from Georgia Tech. Yaya Diaby, edge from Louisville. Shamari Connor, DB from Virginia Tech. Yasir Abdullah, linebacker from Louisville. Shaka Hayward, linebacker from Duke. Noah Taylor, linebacker from North Carolina. All these linebackers. Isaiah Moore, linebacker from NC State. Habakkuk Baldonado, DN from Pitt. Anthony Johnson, the corner from Virginia. When you look at these guys, Mac, one of these is on Daniel Jeremiah's top 50 list. And that's Tyreek Stevenson. He's number 48. His stock is really rising since the senior bowl. Jim brought Mm -hmm. him up as well. Very physical. His tape is a little inconsistent. That's been, I think, the main issue for Tyreek Stevenson. But when I look at this list of the possible third-day guys, I think Tyreek Stevenson could show up to the combine and make himself some cash Monet, Mac. <laughs> yeah, he, he's a guy that I think what you said there is is the biggest, I guess, critique that he's going to face, and that's just the the inconsistency. And even you know showed that in, in practice at the Senior Bowl, some of the clips that I would watch where – you know, there's one play, man, he's locked down. He's right there in the guy's grill, makes a pick. The next play, you know, his feet get tangled up. He's, he's getting, you know, housed on. And so, you know, it's that hit or miss. It's, it's can you take the bad knowing that the good is really good? Um, you know, and, and can you make him or help him, you know, get, get more consistent, get better, understand his assignments and, and not get beat technically, maybe that is, lining up, all these different things. But I think of that list, he's probably going to be the, the quickest riser, the highest pick. Um, and, and kind of looking at the first hand of these guys, some guys that do have draft grades, I, I think that a guy like Yusur Abdullah is going to be so niche but fit in. Like he, he is that edge. He's that, you know, outside linebacker rushing type guy. If he can get to, a, you know, a three, four defense where he can just be that hybrid, you know, maybe going, you know, to coverage a little bit. But at the end of the day, you want him rushing the passer. Like that's what he does best. Kind of similar thing with, with Yaya. He's not as long or as tall as you sir, but, but a powerhouse guy who really, you know, committed and changed his body in his senior year there. So, you know, a couple of Louisville guys that, you know, I think will do really well. Charlie Thomas from Georgia Tech, just a football player. I mean, a guy that, man, he, he has a knack for the football. He should run and test pretty well at this combine. And I think, again, you'll see from him cerebrally how he can see things, his attention to detail, triggering when he needs to trigger, not having false steps. Really impressive to, to see all that. And then kind of the the back half of these guys that maybe didn't receive yeah. things. Isaiah Moore, I, I mean, I don't see him blowing people out of the water with his numbers and his testing, you know, just what I see on film. Um, but he's a smart football player. He's a heck of a leader. And I think that if he can just get a chance, he can stick around in the NFL. Um, and then a guy that is just confusing me. I don't know if, you know, the site is updating. They need more film. They need more time because there's a million guys. I understand that. But I just think that, you know, Haba from Pitt is, is going to shoot up boards. I, I have to think that he's a day two guy. Uh, and I know this senior year was, you know, kind of riddled with injury and he wasn't at his best, but he's a freaky looking dude. I mean, he, he's rocked up. Six foot five, 270 pounds, whatever it is, and just a really good player that still, I think his best football is very much far ahead of him. Um, so if he can test well, if he can show those things, I think his combined film probably his junior year a little bit better than senior just because availability. 
I think he's going to be a heck of a player. I kind of mentioned, you know, Kalijah being the steal of the draft. (laughs) Another pick guy might be my second place here just because I I think he might not go as high as he wanted or maybe we thought at the beginning of the season because he didn't just quite have the senior year that that we all wanted. Love that with Haba. We had him on. Uh, If you missed our little video we did on him, go check it out because he was Zion and kids in high school. You got to go see it. You'll, You'll understand. Go watch it. Um, also from Pitt, Servassier Dennis. He's a guy too that I think <laughs> could could end up being drafted day three and, and make an yeah. impact. But yeah, I'm very intrigued to see Isaiah Moore is gosh, I mean, a guy we've had on. If you if he sits down with a team, they're gonna be blown away by him. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt. And that and that could possibly get yeah. him into a sixth or seventh round yeah. pick. But Tyreek yeah. Stevenson really intrigues me. So that, that's your primer here on the defense for the NFL Combine with the ACC guys. <laughs> so as you're watching the Underwear Olympics, uh, make sure you listen to this first. By the way, if you're listening, we're already at the end of the episode, so you probably already listened. I don't know why I said that. But offensive guys, Mac, a little more of our <laughs> bread and butter coming on Wednesday. So make sure you guys stay tuned for that episode as well. Who Give, give me, before we get out of here, KG, give me who do you think – performs the best just number wise who, who blows you away doesn't have to be the fastest but maybe of their size they're fast who who wins the underwear olympics for the defense uh in the acc here who, who's think, your guy uh keon white and trenton simpson i think those two guys are going to really impress okay. at the underwear olympics and okay. help solidify themselves yeah. as first rounders yeah i'm gonna go with keytrail I think that he's going to run really fast. I think that he's going to be ready. And then I'm going to go with Brian Brzee. I think that – I think Brian's going to show off. I really do. These videos I've seen of him, I don't know if they're altered. I don't know if anybody's cheating. But he looks twitched up. He looks really good. And uh, I think those are going to be my two guys. I might lead Brian. Brian might be my my underwear Olympics winner. Twitched up. It's human nature to draft big humans. (laughs) And old boy looks twitched up. These are the gems you get from Eric McLean. (laughs) (laughs) those are the zingers uh that's it from us guys thank you for tuning in defense is done we've got offense on wednesday cannot wait to break those guys down we've got some twitched up dudes over there too that uh they're not the largest human being so it kind of goes against my my (laughs) deal there but excited to talk about them excited to go through the offense on wednesday uh but thank you guys for tuning in if you haven't already we need you to go over to youtube if you're not here watching us what are you doing come on get in the game hit that subscribe button we'd greatly appreciate that uh, and also the OGs over on Apple Podcast. Rate, review, subscribe. Always fun to hear from you guys over there. But until next time, we'll see y'all.